Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the Always the Worst. Sorry, I was checking if I was in sync because I freak out every time I flick into this scene and then I'm like four seconds out. But I'm in sync. So. All Excellent. Good. Yes. And, I mean, as long as that's all we can really ask for, isn't it? Which yeah. one do you want to be, though? Uh, I'm taking Justin Timberlake. Too late. Oh, I'll, go, I'll be the dude that went to, it wants to go to space. Yep. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know his name, but I'll take GD him. Or something. Yeah. Anyway, I, either way, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the guy going to space, but today we're not talking about space. We're grounded. We're on Earth today, mm. and you know, big bad world of crime. Crime. Organized crime is what we're talking about here. Yeah, with uh, infernal affairs. Yep, just just checking. Have you got just it spelt right? Yep, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. I've <laughs> got it all right. Um, so we're doing Infernal Affairs and The Departed because Departed yes. is the remake of Infernal Affairs, but it's filmed but in two, English. English <laughs> two very different tones to it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get into yeah. the whole shebang because uh, this is what we've been doing all month. Uh, if you didn't know, we are comparing and contrasting movies that have been remade from you know foreign film to american audience etc um and this one was one i wasn't 100 percent aware of i did not know of infernal affairs don't know about you i did actually it was one of the few that i think it was last week it popped out of my head like mm. out of nowhere that i realized that there was a hong kong crime film that yes martin scorsese made it a crime like his version of gangsters and i was like wow that's quite a it's quite a leap yep um, other news just before we get into this it is david fincher's birthday today so happy Yay! birthday david fincher our, happy one, birthday. Of our, one of our favorite directors <laughs> yes uh who we were talking about last week of course yes because <laughs> we'll we're... probably be talking about many other episodes after yeah. yes yes because we are very much looking into doing a wee bit of a, a fincher-esque run at some point Fincher Fest, is that what we're going to call it? Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's gross. So gross. Yep. So, but let's just I, fucking go for it. Yeah, let's get into this. Let's let's dive in. So, Infernal Affairs that's mm -hmm, been mm -hmm. departed is about two cops, but one yes. cop is a bad cop from a gang who's in the police force as the mole. The yes. other cop got kicked off the force so that he could be the mole for the police and the yes, gang. Yes, the gang. Right. And then all kind of hijinks come out of this. Yeah, it's like, it's such a great premise. Like, let, let's face it, right? It's just a spy versus spy, really, isn't it? It's yeah. such a great concept that I'm surprised hasn't been, like, really kind of done to death. But yes. this one does it so well. Like, yeah. both of them do it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of odd because it is that it is an espionage film, but based mm -hmm. around really arsely crime stuff, which makes it brilliant because you don't get that super secretive, you know. Ooh, no. I I have got your number, you know, Mister Sparrow, you know, yeah, that type it's, of stuff. It's not necessarily about like uh, intelligence gathering. It's more about like them surviving the day to day of their duties, and then trying to somehow come to a victory on either side <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know it's, yeah it, it is really odd because see for the most of it you don't know who to root for half the time because the criminals and especially in the scorsese one the criminals are brilliant because it's jack Nichol nicholson and yep. um matt damon 
as your other yeah, as, as, as the corrupt cop, cop in yeah. this one. Yeah, um, yeah. And then DiCaprio is an asshole because that's his whole idea. He is, he's a bit of a dick in this. Yeah. So you're like, I don't kind of like you. <laughs> so it's really good. Yeah, they both do a, a good job. Like, because in, uh, Infernal Affairs, like, obviously, like, um, is it, I, I'm going to butcher the names probably, like, Chen is the kind of, and the person who's on the, the inside of the gang, isn't he? Yes, it's, uh, to make it a wee bit simpler, it's Yan. I think they know him as Yan a lot of the time. Uh, they just call him Yan. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and then Lou is the inspector who's going from the gang uh, to the police officer. Inspector yeah, Lou. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so, pretty sure. So, the character in the Infernal Affairs one, who's the, the inside guy who's working with the gang, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Is, is working with the police inside the gang it's, it's so fucking hard to like get the right levels but yeah yeah he's the, he's the oh god they're both moles which one's a rat which one's a mole like why does that work i would say then we call the pe- person in the gang is the informant the person and right. the investigation for the gang will call them the mole the mole I'll, right i always find the mole is always in some kind of organization like high up organization yeah so, we'll so a rat, rats and moles is usually how they go because yeah, like right. but like we'll call it informant and the mole right yeah. so <laughs> him playing as the informant in the the hong kong cinema version is like he's he's like a lovable asshole if yes. you know what i mean like you can tell that he's kind of like uh, uh like obviously a career criminal sort of style is like leaning into his sort of mode but he also seems like he's got a heart of gold, you know? Yes. <laughs> Whereas DiCaprio's character is just, like, he's a rough, tough motherfucker who didn't quite make it, yeah. It was that thing of, one was set in Hong Kong, one was mm-hmm. very much set in Boston. They felt like the Boston people that way of just, like, we are assholes. We are the hardest people on the planet at the moment. I think this is where, like, I feel like kind of Scorsese kind of suffers in a slight sense, mm-hmm. is that not a single fucking character in that entire movie is likable. I, I mean, I guess that's the point, because it's it's very uh, shows a very bad picture of the police force in general, which is uh, you know I'm I'm all good for. Um, everybody who works for that police force is a absolute prick, right? Do you know who I like? Alec Baldwin. I Alec love Baldwin. I loved his character and that he was go back in. I could listen to him talk just in yeah. general. He could call me an asshole all day, and I'd be like, "Cool, man." <laughs> I think because like there was there's levels of bullshit that every character in that that police department gives. Like, because obviously you've got Mark Wahlberg's character Bingham, <laughs> who is just like just wants to insult every second. He's Mark but... Wahlberg. He plays himself in that. He's just like total Marky Mark. Like, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> but then, like as you say, like you've got um, thingies character uh well alec baldwin's character i can't remember yes. his name but he's like the one kind of in charge who's like the correspondent with the fbi and all that kind of stuff but like he basically is above everyone's bullshit because he doesn't even give them a chance to finish their sentences no. he just comes in says an insult to them then says whatever they're going to say back to them mm-hmm. and then just says all right bye see you fucking later yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it's like this is where i think the, there's a con the difference is when i was saying about tone in that mm. and things is Scorsese spends a lot more time with your characters developing their backstories. Yeah, so yeah, he does. This is the big distinction. So when you watch DiCaprio go through the transition of going from getting kicked out of the force to the interview mm-hmm. right through, that's yeah. about half your film of watching him infiltrate yep. this gang. And, 
And also a, ma a major part of that is the introduction where we have like Frank Costello, who is played by Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. His character gets developed quite a bit and we get yeah. to see how he was friends of all these kids and stuff and kind of influenced their lives because he knew their families. But in Infernal Affairs, we get this like five minute introduction where we have this guy who we don't even know is a gangster. It just starts shouting at a bunch of teenagers and then tells them they're all going to be cops for him. <laughs> yes. And we're like, okay, who are any of these people in this lineup? They're not given names. No. He's not given a name. We don't know what his job is or if he's a criminal at all. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and it's the like, other, go. <laughs> the other thing about that is they do the time skip, but mm -hmm. they give you no context for a while, so you don't realize that they're the same kind of. I know. Kids. I was like, it was only at one point where they did a flashback and I went, right, that's him. It's him. That's, that's him. him. That's right, him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, because I mean, the. The Scorsese one like only really shows the the kids for a small amount of time. Like it's yeah. like it's like a brief introduction, and then we just get like that thing immediately established that he is that kid. He's the one that got influenced by um, yeah. Jack Nicholson's character when he was younger. But in Infernal Affairs, you spend ninety percent of the time going, "Was that?" Because it was like seven people in the yeah. lineup, seven kids, and we're supposed to know which one of those fucking kids is each one of these police officers because they're not the same actors again. No. That would be easy enough. But he's just random ass motherfuckers. I, because that, this was the other difference is in the Jack Nicholson one, they go from the academy to getting promoted and it's about a three year period. So you could have Leonardo DiCaprio playing himself three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt yeah. Damon. And Infernal Affairs, it's a 10 year jump. Yeah. He goes from being basically a 17 year old to like a 27 year old. And you're like, he's worked for how many gangs? Doing what now? I was mm. so lost. And also, that opening credit of Infernal Affairs, what It's like Tomb fuck? Raider. Yes, yeah, so I was like, I thought I put on the wrong film at first. I swear to God, I put it on and went, is this the wrong movie? Like, mm. And then it just sort of cuts, even when it cuts to the kids getting their talking to, it was in front of a Buddhist statue and stuff. And I'm like, I have yep. definitely put on the wrong, wrong film. Yeah, it definitely felt that way because the tone is so all over the place in Infernal Affairs. It has this weird, like, like almost like superhero music yes right i love the music the music's so fucking mental but and it's it... just like so over the top and that it does all this stuff where it's kind of like trying to show you like the gods and like the, yeah. the the history and like giving you a moral story and then it's like and now gangsters yes <laughs> yep see on the note the music go see the music in infernal affairs just in general was mm -hmm. out of this world it was unneeded but my god, I'm glad they put it in. It's the same with the way they cut the film. Like, yeah. any opportunity they had a chance to go. I fucking love it though. Oh. Like, see, see early two thousands like Hong Kong cinema that has yes. that kind of like, yeah. you know, the flashing lights. I don't know what you can call that sound effect, but it's gorgeous. It... The panning shots, <laughs> the rooftops, yes, the slow motion. Um, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like you know you're watching something special when they do something get shot and they fade to black and white for no reason to show you the impact of this guy getting shot and i'm just like yes i love oh. everything about how extra hong kong cinema is i yes. forgot how much i love hong kong cinema because it's been ages since i've watched anything but my god they just go they don't go to 11 they just take the dial off oh. and go let's go nuts see this is one that the the major differences and between these two movies is that Scorsese's one works like a Scorsese film where it's really yeah. slow paced it kind of works on the characters so much whereas Infernal Affairs literally just goes 
pow, 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 right, we're in it, right? It immediately just starts with, like, a sting operation, and you're supposed to pick up, like, who's doing what, and, like, who's who's involved, and, like, it just keeps going, and it never fucking stops. The pace is so relentless in it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I kind of really liked it, because it means when you watch The Departed, even though it has the same story beats, yeah. and has kind of the same twists and stuff, uh, it's such a different film. Yeah, yeah. That you that you can watch two of them and appreciate both. Where where you have a lot of remakes where they stay a bit too close together. Mm-hmm. Where you go, well, you find the one that you like, and then you don't watch the other one. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like us having the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo discussion, where they're very similar but very different. So you'd probably end up picking one that you go, "This is my version of it that I'll watch." Yeah, you wouldn't watch both. I like would watch both of these though. That's yeah, the I would thing. Watch, yeah. Any day of the week, I was I would happily do like back to back to these and then not care because yep. they're so mentally different. Um, it was just like to put the perspective of it as they follow the same story beats, but they're cut completely differently of when these things happen. So the big sting operation is a huge moment for the departed because yeah, that's yeah. them. That's like the moment where things start to unravel. That happens in the first moment. That sting, that proper sting where you know the telephone hacking and yeah, the trying... Morse code and yeah. all this stuff. Like it's five minutes in. Like you're pretty much like you're bang. Here's what we're doing, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. Like that's what I really liked about Infernal Affairs compared yeah. to Scorsese's one is that like it just keeps you going. There's always something really cool about to happen. Yeah. Whereas like there's a part what i really like about that is that it spends a lot of time with your characters and kind of gets you into them and liking them and like really pushing them to the forefront so both do two different movies really well yes it's because like you've got things like the psychologist and the departed plays a massive role because massive and an inferno affair the psychologist is only dealing with yan yeah, yeah. And it's very small. It's basically they put her in so they can have this moment where he's like, I'm going to give you something, keep a hold of it for me. So that you know, there's a reason why I gave it to this woman. Whereas in The Departed, she's having an affair with Leo whilst mm-hmm. going out with Matt Damon because of course. Yep. And then Drama. She's this, yeah, <laughs> because she basically plays two characters in Infernal Affairs because she plays the girlfriend of Spectre Lou and the psychologist because there's two people in infernal affairs oh i was, I was, gonna, I was gonna say like yeah, yeah, like, yeah i'm gonna be confused there yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> in infernal affairs there is the psychologist and psychologist. then then um, the inspector has a wife right so they're two separate characters yeah but they get merged into one character for the departed which i, yeah. I kind of like because the departed plays on that really nicely and i thought that was a really interesting way to go but i like the fact that the wee lassie's writing a book Yes. Infernal Affairs about people with split personalities. I'm like, oh, it's so so good. So this is a really cool part about how they uh, approach the character of Inspector Lau in in Infernal Affairs is because they give him this sort of like sense of doubt that like maybe he isn't actually a bad guy and his wife is writing a book about people, uh, someone with like a split personality who essentially can't figure out who he wakes up as each day who is the original personality at this point mm-hmm. and that's kind of playing into his character like mm-hmm. he is troubled and he does sort of like towards the end seek redemption yeah whereas I, the departed the guy's just a fucking he, he's just ingrained in it he just wants yeah. to be a dick like it's obvious yeah but i was thinking it's like i love matt damon's performance of this kind of 
bit snivelly, weaselly type of guy, mm. but he's he's really one dimensional. Whereas yes. even though Inspector Lau doesn't have as much of a personality, well, at least for me, for watching a Chinese film in Chinese, it's hard mm. to try and pull out. From yeah, we're, we're trying to like because I wouldn't understand like like uh, specifics of Hong Kong culture, but I can understand yeah. Boston stuff because I've I've yeah. seen a lot of it and like it's mostly Irish. Yeah heritage pushing its way through into american culture yeah and it's like like nuances to voices and things yeah. that we just don't get but i felt like lau had so much more going on internally than mm -hmm. matt damon's was and it made him more interesting to watch it made the yeah. ending a lot more impactful for like the party's ending goes nuts and you just don't feel anything. It's just like it's constantly like taking things away from you each time. It's yeah. just like you're papao, 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 and it keeps going. Like people just die, die, die. Whereas yeah, it... Infernal Affairs one kind of like you're still only caring about these two characters. And yeah. the the best thing about it is that the the kind of resolve of it is taken away from you. In a sense, I feel more in Infernal Affairs. Like the main characters don't get to act the way they wanted to act because of the situations they've been put in, right? Whereas in The Departed, you can tell that most of them were plotting an, uh, a certain action and they wanted a result. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a very different tone to the ending, but it's a very similar ending. Yeah, well, yeah very similar. It's like, again, I feel like, see, we're go I've got to talk about the ending a wee bit here because we're yeah, yeah. on it. it it's so... quite pivotal to the, the entire story, pretty much. So. In The Departed, when the ending comes up, it's a case of, and in Infernal Affairs, is everything's kept me ahead. The gangster's been killed. So Inspector Lau and Matt Damon's character mm. both go, we're done. Yep. We kind of got away with it. Matt Damon's very much like, yes, I got away with it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to be a lawyer and all this nonsense because he's a, I just want to go somewhere. He's like a varsity kind of bully kind of character yeah. is so he kind of plays up as you know boy scout <laughs> yeah whereas inspector Lau just wants to he feels like he genuinely just wants to bring um yan home yes and let him get on with his life because he's, he's, he's realizing learned his lesson yeah like this i should not have done this and that leads to one find out about the other and then there's an exchange where he's like i'm going you're getting arrested i'm going to arrest you as a, even as a citizen i'll got i'll fucking arrest you and that's when we find out the other kids. There was somebody in the department kills Leo slash Yan. Mm -hmm. But then this is when the departed kind of goes a bit too far because <laughs> then they wanted that little extra oh, bit, don't they? Because the whole idea is Lau kills the new guy that we've just been introduced to, who's been there the whole time, so that there's no ties to him, mm -hmm. which happens in both. But then he goes home gets killed by marky mark who's not been in the film at this point for, for like for like ages because he gets he gets sent off on leave because he's an asshole right yeah. <laughs> like. and then that's how it ends so everybody that because you don't spend enough time with well, mark Wahlberg to care about him so when all that happens you go but this is the thing that that makes the two films different right see in infernal affairs the the informant that's put into the gang right uh, he actually only has one point of contact which is yeah. the person in charge of putting in these uh, undercover agents, right? Yeah. So, when they kill off that person who only knows about his like his yeah. undercover work, that means that he is now just essentially a criminal because he has no way back to the police force because no one knows who he is. But in The Departed, there are two main characters who know 
who the informant is. But yeah. one of them just disappears for convenience sake for a while and then pops back up at the end just to get a bit of revenge. And I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's it's a twist, right? It's a different yeah. version of that ending. But at the same time, what it does, it, it, it pulls the rug away from like the yeah. characters, if you get what I mean. Yeah, like, no, totally, because Lau has to live with the consequences. Yes. And it is him at the funeral realizing that I should have been a good guy because you have this monologue at the end of, do you want to be a dropout like this guy who gets drummed out of the police force? And mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I would, actually, because he knows what he'd done wrong. And then you get that wee quote at the end about... Um, that, like, the, you're, you're suffering. I, and... <laughs> yeah. Uh, longevity is the true enemy of hell so these people will live forever and they're in their hell and stuff and you're like yeah oh that is an ending because the bad guy technically won but he doesn't want to win yes like he didn't he didn't want to win by the end the third act like he actually no. wanted to just do what was right because he realized how he'd upset his yeah. wife how he's like betrayed his kind of honor code and all of this stuff. Like he just felt like an absolute prick. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a good, unlike Matt Damon, he didn't feel like a good cop. He feels like he was, cause Jack Nicholson just kept giving him information mm -hmm. to put people away. So he was just a dick that happened to have somebody in the criminal world that could give up info. Yeah. Whereas Lau felt like a good police officer. He felt like, like he was doing his job. I need to bring this up. Cause the reason that both of them get caught is because nobody gets rid of paperwork their criminal activity paperwork. <laughs> Why wouldn't you shred that shit once you're done with it? Like to be to be fair, right? That that letter is just evidence. Okay, that's him. That's him gathering information on the gang members, and that makes it look more credible to the other officers. But to someone who was inside the gang <laughs> and knows that yeah. the only person who collected that was someone looking for the actual mole is like <laughs> ah. Oh, it's one of these moments. Just like, like, oh no! Shit. But they yeah. both they both react in the right way. They're both like, oh god, I have fucked up. <laughs> yep. Like, like, what can I do? Yeah. I will delete this man. <laughs> yeah. So like, he doesn't exist. Yeah, but like, I find it more difficult to understand um, how uh, Lao kind of ends up sticking. To his guns as like an informant for the gang like uh i find it really it doesn't seem fitting for him no because he's not really he looks nervous every time he's involved with yeah. it so i was there threats made did i miss that part or this is a problem with that film being as fast-paced as it is so mm. in the departed we are given enough time to know that um jack nicholson has an absolute hold over matt damon yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he has like full on control over who he is, and he can f fuck with him whenever he decides to. And that's when that does that well. It slows down enough to let you know how high up and influential Frank Costello is. Whereas in uh, Infernal Affairs, I can't remember the boss's name. I think it's Sun or Sunny. Um, um, Sam. Sam. His like, name's Sam. But honestly, like, like you don't get an idea of what that guy is, like, no, because he, he, he's. You see him in the movie. He seems like this kind of jovial little funny man who can't really do much. He doesn't seem threatening. He never really acts no. out and does anything like 
particularly yeah. mad. You feel like anyone in that gang could just walk up and be like, Shank, right, I'm the yeah. boss now. Yeah, it feels like that kind of low-level guy trying to make something of himself. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know where you get all this umph with your people. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, because they are triads in that film, you assume that there's probably more levels to it. Like, yeah, that there's but, probably... But we like... get introduced to enough of it. Yeah, whereas, like, in The Departed, we get to find out that, like, um, Jack Nicholson's character, uh, Frank Costello, is also, like, an FBI and uh informant Informed. because he's basically doing everything he can to make sure he's embedded in every level of law enforcement so that he can get away with all of his crimes with an exchange for information on other gangs and stuff like that which i kind of that part i wish was something some version that was in infernal affairs mm. because see the killings because the big thing is frank castello and his counterpart in infernal affairs they both get get off because they need to off off them for the main guys to have their big crescendo at the end. Him being an FBI informant really turns it up to force Matt Damon to kill him. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, so you're giving me all this shit when you're selling all this information to everybody, and then he knows that he's got info on him now. But that's the... That's one of the major differences between these films, though, is the, that, that scene where, obviously, the... The person who's in charge of it, of internal affairs meets the crime boss and they have to have a confrontation in Infernal Affairs. It's a redemption. The character yeah. kills him because he's like, I'm fucking done with you. I want out. Yeah, because he, he actually feels really bad about killing the, for his superior dying. Yes. For for the guy that, that was heading FB, um, the undercover operations, he actually feels bad, which yeah. is kind of nice. It's like, it's that level of... Uh, emotion and empathy that you don't get out of Colin Sullivan, Matt Damon's yeah, Matt character. Damon's character. Am... Because yeah, you can tell that Matt Damon's character is actually almost up until the the last second is not really looking to kill him. He's probably still trying to figure out a way he can get him out of there. But because um, like Frank Costello like pulls a fucking gun on him and is like because like he, he has the the slight indication that he's about to get whacked and he's yeah. just like. Like, ah, oh, fuck you, because you're asking too many questions. And then they just start shooting each other, and they both get angry about it, kind of thing. Yeah. They don't want to like, do it, but they're both just I, like, ah, fuck you, bang, bang, bang. I, it's like, you're shooting me? You're shooting me? I'm going to shoot you, you bastard. And that just seems <laughs> to continue on for the rest of that film after that point. Everyone's just like, yeah, so everybody's like, fuck it, let's just kill everybody. Well, if you shot me, I'm shooting you. If you shot him, all right, I'm shooting you. Then, no, you shot me, all right, you're getting shot. Like, right. There's something I need to bring up with the the departed mm -hmm. of the one random scottish guy oh fucking it. what a hero <laughs> i know what i love about him. He, he's just so dim but he's just there and he's great he's just like i'll phone my mom i uh i'm no coming home, home for, for for supper is that all right <laughs> <laughs> i just loved him he's like it was such a non-part but it was great i think if again this is just me nitpicking Infernal Affairs, you don't get enough time with some of the other gang members, so see when they start kind of getting killed off and stuff, you just don't care. You're just like, oh. Whereas when you start seeing some of the things happening where people figuring stuff out, mm -hmm. I think there was a lot more play with them of well, figuring out who Leo is. There was, uh, there was the... Oh, man, I'm, I can't remember his name. The guy with the ponytail in Infernal Affairs. I remember yes. him, and I felt good, bad for him getting killed off, because he seemed like he was just kind of like genuinely just kind of like, ah! 
I'm in a gang. I don't really know yeah. what that means or why I'm here. Yeah. I'm going to do the things I'm told to do. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I like about that is they have that, that really um, rememberable scene of talking about can you spot a cop? Yep. And they're like, I just like the fact in Infernal Affairs they did go, you're a cop. I to like him, it and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he's like, because he reacts properly. He goes, what? And he went, oh yeah, no, no. What it is is if, if somebody's there and they're not noticing you, but they're they're looking, looking at, at you. you like they're, they're pretending they're, not to look at you but they are looking look, at you and he's yeah. like oh yeah that have fun guys i'm away from my massage and then they don't click about anything with them but and at the party that's really funny because leo just fucking snaps because he's like you're a cop and he's like what you're a fucking cop fuck you i'm not a cop i'm gonna i'm away him and yeah. i'm like i think he is a cop by the way like, I, like should someone like <laughs> investigate this maybe but i <laughs> I did enjoy the way that they do that scene in Departed, yeah. though, when they're 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 trying to point out who's cops. But they say it differently, which I don't think it works. Yeah. It's basically if someone ignores you, they're a, they're a police officer, yeah. so they're just <laughs> like, "Here, aye, that's a cop, not even looking at us, total cop." Yeah. But it's like a, it's a geriatric man just crossing the road, and then a woman <laughs> walks by with a dog, and she, he's like, "Like, what kind of breed of dog's that?" And she just like, totally pies yep. him, and he's like, "She must be the fucking chief of police." Eh? <laughs> See, I kind of like, I love the, I love those those characters because we're just like this dumb people that this is just what I do. This is my life. But and the I, bit I where, love them. Like Jack Costello is fucking losing it about something that's just bad that's happened, and he sits there. This the Glasgow guy just sits there and he's like, "You're," he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "He's like, don't you fucking laugh at me," and he's just being like, "I don't know." it's so good it's like i love the person personalities in the departed i think the character work in the departed is so good and everybody's over the top and great it's like infernal affairs is over the top and everything outside the characters Mm. the characters are really muted but then everything else is so extra that it's just a joy to watch where departed is the other way the characters are pure extra (laughs) and then everything else is kind of like normal level gangster stuff yeah both it's, of them don't feel like two-hour films is the best way to put it. I would say Departed feels more like a like a three-hour film to me sometimes. Like I feel like yeah. it kind of it doesn't quite hit the beats quick enough for me. Uh, whereas Infernal Affairs felt like a, a one-hour movie to me because it's yeah. just like wow, 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 everything's happening, swishy camera. Like Do you know, I just wanted a fight scene at some point. See, just because it's. I, I know it's stereotypical, we're watching a Hong Kong film, but I'm like, you're in the, the, the birthplace of like cinema martial arts. I wanted just one. It doesn't even need to be a good one. Just let somebody kick somebody once. Well, like, see, if they've had police training, you'd assume they've got like yeah. some understanding of hand to hand combat. Like, I just, I wanted the roof scene to come to that. Like, I just wanted a kind of like a good fucking battle on the roof and then he gets arrested. Like, that would have been sick. But. We need to bring up the roof scenes because even Lau brings up and why is it we use undercover people and like in rooftops? Rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> At least you know how to catch anybody undercover. Just look up. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're ever like on a on a roof of a building, get your telescope out, look around, and if you see anyone, they're undercover cops. <laughs> under, yep, that you you've got it down instantly. Do you know? See, from watching this, I ended up watching a docu series on Netflix about New York gangsters. Really? Okay. I watched it. I watched it. Departed, and then I was flicking through, and it popped up. And you know what? 
so interesting. It was about the gangsters in the seventies uh, when the FBI decided we're stopping the gangsters in New York, like the mafia. Mm, and yeah, you know, yeah. See, see, the Goodfellas and them were a bit bugging all their houses. It was about that, and it was banging. Well worth a watch if you've watched The Departed, because you get to see actual police work and not the most incompetent people in the world. <laughs> it's quite good. I just thought I'd bring it up because it was it was pretty yeah. interesting because they are that stereotype. So that stereotypical yeah. Italian American type thing, like Boston do with Irish American, the stereotypes are real for these guys that were around in the seventies. Like they're like, ah, forget about it. And I'm like, mate, have you never watched a film? Like, I, I I know, obviously, like that's what they were based on, but like it's it's just it's so strange to think that that was actually someone's personality and not just like a the stereotype invented for cinema. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. I, I think that's one of the things that I would like to kind of bring up, though, is like I kind of watching the Scorsese's version, like I I get really annoyed by his incessant need to be like as sexist and racist as possible to kind of like reflect reality. You know what I mean? Like I get yeah. it, you're trying to show people as bad guys, but literally, does everyone need to be a fucking racist, sexist piece of shit in your entire filmography? Like. Mm -hmm. As it kind of makes me almost wonder to an extent if that's just what he actually thinks is cool and if that's the kind of characters he wants to have in his films it's getting to that point where I'm like mm. <laughs> yeah no I, to I totally get it did he, he, did he do um, Gangs of New York um, I think he did Once Upon a Time in New York did you not I can't do you know what I don't know I just Gangs of New York has that same vibe of the way they do racism and stuff through it. I don't think he did, but it just has no, that no, same no, thing no. of like she, she like throwing out certain words for the sake of throwing out certain words and stuff. But yeah, Scorsese has a horrible habit of that. See the amount of times he he, he drops the n word and things just because I'm from the seventies and I'm an Italian American gangster and it's like cool. That's what history's for, man. I'm here to watch a film. Yeah, and it's especially since like. Like they get both Jack Nicholson and um, Mark Wahlberg to say the N word in this film, and they're like they're using it in like an aggressive manner, derogatory towards yeah. like you know black people. And I'm just like, ah, fuck off, man! Like Jesus, you really want to kind of say those statements? Like, I don't know if it was meant to be like just saying like fuck cops, but I don't think that's his thing. I, I honestly don't think he hates cops. Like, no, mm. it's I know. Do you know what it is? Is that watching that film it's, it's it holds up really well but there's a lot of stuff about scorsese films that really oh, he, them. he did do gangs See, of new york you were correct yeah. yeah yeah because there's a big moment with gangs of new york with that where he calls an irishman the n-word mm -hmm. and it's it, just a little bit of history lesson because i was watching some history about gangs of new york today mm -hmm. and that is because the americans did not see irish people as white you had I know, to earn, no, they, they didn't. earn yeah, to yeah, be yeah. white and there's a lot of weird stuff like that because I've seen a lot of things of like, um, see, like calling people from not from the states the n word, mm. and it was basically if you weren't white Protestant American, you you were not white. Yeah. So which is it's such a strange concept considering that like they're all immigrants of some regard, right? They're all English they're, or they're all Italian or like Spanish. Yeah. It's yeah, like I, I honestly can't understand American history. Like I, I've tried to get myself Same. into the mindset of it, but I just can't understand like xenophobic racists, like in the slightest. Like it doesn't. It's not something I can really cling do, on to. Do you know what the weird thing is? 
kind of off topic and we've got to talk about this is i think see because america is such a young country mm-hmm. see a lot of that young parts of countries and that was so long ago for us and we have had such a breath of almost like evolving into better people mm. they're still at the infancy of their country and it's basically they're on fire still melting pot's still there that's the problem yeah. isn't it like yeah no one wants to kind of like yeah yeah and secondly i think the country's too big to be a country as one country yes it's a continent and, and uh, yeah I mean, it, it, this is the thing that always confuses me because it's the same with us. We've got the UK, Great Britain, and like all our individual countries in between there. So we're, we've all got multiple names, right? Yeah. Whereas America is the continent and the United States of America is the country. The country. Right. With a, yeah. And even at that, some of, the, some of the states really want to succeed from the union. Yeah, yeah. Cal- California, and I know they want to do it. I know that Texas, like... Um, Texas has to stay as Yeah, Texas. but like they want to do it for their yeah, own bad whole... reasons. <laughs> their own bad but he, he, here's an interesting one on that. Texas, I'm pretty sure. Go join Mexico. I'm sure they like that. Um, <laughs> do you know what's weird about Texas? There's a good chance it's, a conf- it's still a confederate and not actually a state, even though it follows all the state laws. Like, it decided not to join the union. I, I was I was listening to something talking about it. Like, there's some weird loophole law with it where it's technically, that's why it's run completely different than everywhere else in America. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. they have got like a state America, system, but I, I just yeah. Yeah, can't understand them. So, Scorsese, med- yeah. explain yourself, like, are <laughs> are you a badgin or are you just reflecting badgins? <laughs> That's what I need to figure out. Yeah, so Don has chimed in, it's a drop as effect, we are the immigrants, but oh look, look at those new worse immigrants. Ah, I see, because you're already across the water and then it's like, yeah, like, yeah. cool. Yeah. But this is one of the things there's there's lots of good movies about these kind of things as well like i would um oh my god i'm gonna butcher the name um sacco and facente i think it's called i can never remember how you're supposed to pronounce it but it's about uh italians coming to america and facing a lot of prejudice for being italian and it kind of like revolves around the idea of like uh terrorism versus freedom fighter kind of like ideal sort of thing yeah it's really, it's really quite a, a, an interesting film. I would recommend that for anyone who wants to learn more. Yeah, no, I might actually give that a watch. I quite like getting myself a bit more knowledgeable these days on these kind of things because I feel like I know nothing. Yeah, so I, feel like, I mean, like, I feel really, to be fair, really... it's, not, it's not your uh, necessary need to know all of American yeah. history because you don't live in America. Yeah, true. <laughs> so all Very we get true. to see it from is the point of view of films and media and... yeah. That, which so. is not which is not the grandest thing in in the world, but um, when it comes to Scorsese films, actually, just to bring mm-hmm. up, what would you put there is like your top Scorsese film or a couple of films? If you had to pick like maybe three at a max, what well, would you like? I definitely rank Taxi Driver as a high one because, like, for me, Taxi Driver kind of gets to the the nitty gritty of that time period, right? Like, it it, it shows you everything at. a dirty kind of street level but also it's it's the most focused scorsese film because it focuses on a character whereas most of his other films are ensemble pieces about Mm -hmm. loads of different people okay so for me because i think it might be down to the first one i watched but i love it and i'll rewatch it all the time as goodfellas Mm. i thought that that again was one of his faster films I never it, it slowed down towards the end, but seemed till that last maybe twenty minutes. That yeah. was quite a fast paced romp through. It it was kind of like um, 
Inferno Affairs. It was like you just got thrown through his life story and then dropped in the middle of it. Like, it's, I mean, it's weird because like Ray Liotta is fucking amazing in this film, right? Okay, it's like so good. because you can see the kind of terror in his eyes in every scene. Like he's see um, when he's coked it, out. Like like see when he's coked out. He, I think he has just coked out. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely, I think he's just because it, it's it's like the whole everything, the oh. sweat, the redness. He just kind of looks like he's like he's in there, but like yeah. him and Joe Pesci carry that movie for me. Like they oh, are God, such yeah. great performances in that. Like because Joe Pesci is terrifying, right? Yes, and Goodfellas. Like I honestly still think of him to this day as like the biggest monster in any film I've ever seen. Yeah, like he, he is. Is he's see that film and you just think of the cast of that film and stuff. And like, and again, you've got film, this is a film with uh, Robert De Niro and stuff in it, and yet you've got something like Joe Pesci commands the film Aye, more like than Captain Rob- Malone, like himself, yeah. like <laughs> instead of it's the same way like Ray, Ray, Ray Liotta because he really wavers up and down with oh, his quality is bad, like yeah. most of the time. But in this film, yeah. it it just shows you like with a good good director. Oh my god, he did Shutter Island. Shutter Island is good, um, that, predictable twist. But yeah. um, I don't really know if Scorsese's involved in the the writing of the film. It was just a, he was definitely yeah. the director and yeah. did a good job then, with that. And then Wolf of Wall Street, which I think um, I think it's it's a fun film to watch. But my issue with it is it glorifies that lifestyle so much that so many people wanted to be day traders and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, you do realize these people are. Um, basically more likely rapists you know that right because yeah. that's how they see women and they'll beat the shit out of people and they don't give a fuck because they've got money right that's like the but, elite thing that we're all hating but this is the thing like see see at that point see after like 2010 what i really enjoyed about scorsese's films is that he starts to get a sense of humor right yes he really starts to understand that like you can't just keep putting out this very serious shit like all the time and still have it land like because yeah. wolf of wall street does that thing where it it still shows you the horrors so but it funny. does it through a comedy lens and honestly to see scorsese direct like what is essentially like a proper comedy film yeah is is fantastic like he, he does it so well like and yeah i'd actually put wolf of wall street up there yeah. just after Taxi Driver right. as like one of his best films. I can't make an opinion on Taxi Driver because I've never seen it. Oh, okay. It's, it's, right. it's well, just one of the films <laughs> I've never went, well, never went out to see. I've seen Joker. I don't need to see Taxi Driver now. <laughs> <laughs> look, oh, look at the egg. Look at that. I feel it setting just in. Kind of. Kind of, but no. No, no. Um, but like, because um, it's actually Joker is mostly kind of based on another Scorsese film the is it the how do you say it again is it the comedian or King's Comedy yes. sorry King's Comedy is the name of it yeah um, it's kind of based on that where there's a guy who's trying to um, like kind of get involved in the like comedy routine and actually like take over from this guy that he's obsessed about and all that kind of thing yeah. it's, it's got very similar themes um, and like kind of obviously like personality disorders and all yeah, that kind of stuff it's, sure. it's very it's very 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 similar but i would say watch watch both taxi driver and king of comedy and get an idea yeah, of what okay. they were influenced by i shall so another question so mm-hmm. leo won his oscar for you know yes. the revenant which film because i've just i've got imdb oh. up what film oh, okay, do you think right. he should have won his oscar for 
Leonardo DiCaprio to win an Oscar for the the, the, uh, the the big candidates that people throw out there for me is stuff like Catch Me If You Can, um, Inception. People do it for Inception. I wouldn't give him it nah, for Inception. No, I feel like he was very. Great. I think the film itself's interesting, but acting wise, it's very him, meh. Him, no, it's just like. Right, Wolf of Wall I think Wolf of Wall Street is up there for yeah. me because like he plays that character perfectly. Like I actually forget that it's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like you're just like, no, this is this guy. Yeah. Like I I couldn't imagine anyone else being him. If you know what I mean. It's the same with Django Unchained. He is not Leo and in Django. He is a different person. I like. Uh, I like. He's very good. I like well. Donna's comment of all of them. That's not how that's all works. of them. Um, so it's, to be fair, yeah, the island or whatever it was called, the, the early one he did, that was really, really good in that. Yeah, um, there's a, there's a lot of them there, um, but yeah, I think it should have been personally. Beach, sorry, yeah. the beach. That's what Wolf it was called. Wall Street. I, I think he should have won for Wolf of Wall Street because that was his shining moment where he went. He was huge, but that's when he became like mega star Leo. Everybody loved him, and then it felt mm. like a pity given of him and the Revenant. Because he should have See, won it before. The thing is, he does. He did a lot of work in the Revenant, he right? He did a lot of stuff that he didn't need to do, and he like put himself through fucking hell to give that performance, and that's cool. But I mean, we're talking about acting here. We're not talking about living, right? Right. It's kind of. Okay. I'm sorry, but in that one was Birdman. Michael Keaton's Birdman was 2015. That's his Revenant Oscar nominations for leading role. But that's that's two movies by the same director, then. At least I'm, I'm just very quickly having a nosy at it. Because, uh... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. The Revenant is done by the exact same director as Bergman. Wait a minute. So um, Rev- I can never pronounce his name. So the Rev- Alejandro, I'm going to call wait him. Because <laughs> Oscar season is the oddest thing in the world. So, the Revenant came out in 2015. So he mm-hmm. probably won the award in 2016. Right, yeah. Right, give me a second. I need to look at 2016. <laughs> Love of God. <laughs> it's because he... Get the Leo DiCaprio Wikipedia page up, please. Yeah, there we go. The Revenant Leo was 2016, so he was up against Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs. Recently watched that. I actually really enjoyed him playing Steve Jobs. He brought a nuance to it that I didn't think would happen. Eddie Raymond yeah. Redman as the Danish girl. Yeah, that was a good film. Um, was Brian Cranston as Trumbo. Trumbo? And Trumbo. The film called Trumbo. I don't know that one. Matt, I mean, Brian Cranston, Cranston deserves an Oscar oh, yeah. regardless, but like, I don't know what the fuck Trumbo yeah, is. I need to watch that, I guess. And finally, Matt... Is that going to be your next deep dive? <laughs> Just like, what is this film? And then Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah. I liked... Do you know, like... Mark, Matt Damon's I, The Martian was brilliant. I liked him in that because he had to... It was kind of like The Revenant where he had to carry basically a film on his own, standing by himself most of the time. Yeah. Um. See... There was a really good uh, director's roundtable, right, from... Uh, what's that thing called again? Is it Hollywood Reporter? Yes. I think it was, right? They did one with um, Alejandro... Um, guy who did The Martian. God damn it, why well, can't I remember his name right now? I, I, he does Blade Runner, everything oh I really God. like. And then, uh, I see you talk about cinema talk. Nope. Uh, the... No, the actual, like, director. Oh, um, the... Dennis Venu? No, oh, the, new one. the original Oh, one. the original? Oh I, oh, I don't know the original one. Um, oh, my God. Why can't I remember his name? It was like, he's like Blade. a huge fucking name. 
Blade Runner. Right, so Reginald Blade Runner. Oh, oh my god, how did none of us get Ridley that? Scott, oh my, I, I, my brain, god. I haven't even looked at it, but I just remembered it as soon as you said, oh my god, Ridley Scott, right? Um, right, wow. so there was a round table with him, and I think uh, also Quentin Tarantino, right? But like, yeah. Ridley Scott is sitting there in the middle of them all, right? And Ridley Scott started film school uh, at doing adverts, yes, right? Yes. He did adverts for fucking ages, and he did so much stuff, and my god, all these people sitting around talking about their art projects and all their wonderful things, and Ridley Scott's just like, you know, you didn't actually have to take him up a mountain to film that, right? You could have done it in a back lot behind your fucking... <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, you almost killed a person because you thought it was fucking smart. <laughs> it's just like, he's ripping the utter cunt out of everyone, and it's hilarious. I, I cannot really, really like Ridley Scott. I think he's a Ike's brain because somebody brought up a question to him. No, like, so, in Blade Runner, we're, we're always got these kind of night scenes when with really heavy rain. What's the kind of symbology? What is you're trying to do with this? He's like, I just thought it looked nice. That's that's, it. that's the one. And I'm like, like... <laughs> I like you, because that's exactly what all us think. And then we try and get to, no, 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 you need to create meaning out of it. But it just looks cool. Yeah. But like I highly recommend anyone to watch this roundtable things from like 2016, okay. and it just it made me laugh because it's just so great to see all these people who have a lot of respect for Ridley Scott just sitting there trying not to go, you fucking asshole, or <laughs> it's just oh, oh so good because um, it's also the guy who directed um, the Danish Girl is there oh, as right, well, cool. and and it's it's the way that he, he he refers to him it's something like oh you do a lot of those uh, really fancy films don't you i don't do fancy <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the way that he kind of makes fancy sound like he's just up his own arse yeah. and he's like i like him i am right. i am so on board with this guy now here's a, here's right. one thing you since we're just talking about ridley scott because i think we've kind of went over the the, the difference of the party and i mean joke <laughs> like honestly like i go watch the party go watch, watch infernal, infernal affairs. affairs because they're both fucking great. <laughs> the specific mood. See if you're in the mood for an absolute romp watching Fernal Affairs mm -hmm. because my god, you'll be sweating by the end of it. That that yeah. keep... oh, yeah. it's so tense in some scenes, yeah. man. You're just like, yes. So, see Ridley Scott. Mm -hmm. What's your take on the Prometheus films, Prometheus and okay, Covenant? Right. So. I when I saw Prometheus, I had this kind of like thing where I was like, "This movie isn't amazing, but what it is is visually stunning, yeah. and it's like, like probably the most sci-fi sci-fi we've had in a very long time." Yes. Right. That's what I took away from it. The story itself was very lacking and and showed a kind of like a a disregard for the like the actual storytelling of the original films, mm -hmm. which obviously like I mean, Ridley Scott did Alien, right? Okay. Yeah. They can't say anything bad about it. He knows what he's talking about, but it, it was taken away from him after that point and given to other directors. Because who... it was James Cameron that did Aliens, wasn't it? Yes. Man, and then Master of... Fincher did Alien 3. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He did the best yeah, that he could. Do you know what's mad? Ridley Scott, uh, uh, no Ridley Scott, sorry. James Cameron, master of sequels at that time, because he took Aliens and then did Terminator Two, and you're just like, "Yeah, what did that?" Well, come? He did Terminator One as yeah. well, but like, but he's... Cameron like worked really hard during that time period to make sure they had all the the movies he got, but like Scott is just like a, 
he's just a workhorse yeah. really he just does everything and he does it so fucking well yeah. so when it comes to uh prometheus mm-hmm. i feel that he was just dealt a bad script but he didn't care because that's just ridley scott yeah. he doesn't care he wants to make the film that he's got in front of him and he'll make that fucking film the, the advertiser in him of like i have to just mm-hmm. take a job because i've been given a job Whereas, like, as you're saying, with Alonso went to film school and they did all these. Because, like, Tarantino kind of walked straight into film. He went f- and just did, um, he did, like, wee dialogue script things for people. He just he started writing, yeah, and then like, he did, mostly. He did, um, Reservoir Dogs. It was just like, that was it. He just kind of jumped ship. And it's the same way a lot of them would come straight out of film school and got into it where Ridley's like, nah, I'll just yeah. work. Um, I kind of liked Prometheus on first viewing because I'm not as attached to the Alien franchise. I think this is the problem sometimes is see the attachment of a franchise means mm-hmm. people can't objectively just enjoy it for what they're seeing in front of them. I think it was lacking in horror. Personally, I think it's horror. Which one? Prometheus. An Alien. Oh, Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus yeah, 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 sorry. Prometheus is, is, is lacking like... Yeah, it's got... A horror bit at the end, and that's it. Like, <laughs> and that's it. I'm pretty sure the main lass is the girl from Dragon Tattoo and the original, original girl with Dragon Tattoo. Yes, it's 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 Rooney Rooney, not Rooney. Sorry, the um, Numi. I don't want to say uh, Rapace. 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 Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a um. Yeah, she's she that she actually really broke out because of the girl with the Dragon Tattoo films, and then like was that was her big kind of like Hollywood maybe you think yeah so i enjoyed prometheus uh my my thing with it was was i think she just the mythos of the engineers would just so yeah, yeah, yeah. shooed in that i was just like i needed something if you're going to do them see what they tried mm-hmm. to do with a uh, covenant i needed more of that backstory and if you're going to go with them you need have something with them instead of just a giant yeah uh, it's like, idea of I, I a giant it's... as well just a giant human that gave us life i was just like this feels like what i would write is as is creators. i mean it's just it's just god complex yeah. essentially is what it's talking about he made us in their image yeah. if you get the idea yeah. of it right it's it's all just there but i feel like at this point he literally just wants to make films yeah. and doesn't really care about the other parts in between and he kind of just hopes that his crew are doing their right job yeah. And everything will fall into place. Yeah, cause what, because watching this film, it was grand it, to watch. Yeah, yeah. Story wise, it was just okay. But uh, also on the subject of him, are you familiar with the film that he did in 2017 called All the Money in the World? No. Like, that's another really good Ridley Scott story you should look into because um, the main actor in that film was Kevin Spacey. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey got cancelled. Like, um, just before the film was about to release. So Ridley Scott goes, uh, well, I made this film for about a quarter of the budget they actually gave me. I still have money. We're still in production. Fuck it. Get me another actor and I'll make this film. Wow. And he literally got all the scenes and filmed a ton of extra content and still delivered the film under budget. Right? <laughs> How do he, you even... he completely removed the main character from his own <laughs> film. <laughs> and then, and, oh my god! How do you even like the... they? They told him to cancel it. They said, "No, fuck it, we're done. We can't have space. You can just keep the money, and we're gone." And he was like, "Nope, I'm finishing your movie." Yep. And they were like, 
Aye, alright, son. <laughs> and and still under budget. <laughs> what the what fuck? Hey. That that is some next level thrift in there, isn't it? You know. Ah, oh, yes, he's a he's a thrifty bastard. Because if you watch that video, you'll get to see the part where he, he talks about Gladiator and how he just like filmed it in an airport or something yeah. like that. Like none of it is ever anywhere near. Do you know what <laughs> like... it is? I, I can imagine him on like a big professional film set, and they've not got like a softbox for a moment, and so he's like, just go grab the shower curtain, man. Put that bad boy yeah, up. Just, let's fucking let's go. Like, Bang! Like, boom! Scene. Done. <laughs> I Delivered. I've got four more movies to make in the next three minutes. Like get fucking train going. I, oh, so that might be an interesting backlog to have a look at at some point. Maybe jump into a, red, a couple of Ridley Scott films. It's a whole bunch oh, of whatever, fuck. man. Like he he fucking does anything. I know. Because look at this, right? GI Jane, Gladiator, Hannibal, Black Hawk Town. Within like four years. So he did G.I. Jane in um, 97, Gladiator in 2000, Harrible 2001, Black Hawk Down 2001. <laughs> yeah, like literally two massive films in like... Then two years later, he did Kingdom of Heaven, which is one of the longest films I've ever fucking sat through. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, that is like, how's he not dead? Just because he keeps going, he won't stop. (laughs) You can't stop the Ridley Scott. It took me like nearly two months to film three minutes. (laughs) I know, but like him and Scorsese are machines, right? Let's just let's just fucking face it. They're never gonna stop. They're gonna like someone's gonna have to like pry the camera from their dead hands. Like nah. I wonder if he's got anything lined up for next year. So he's got an untitled Alien prequel in two. He's oh my filming a. He's got in filming the last duel. What the fuck? There's a Blade Runner TV show being made and then, with him attached as producer. Okay. Oh god, then, no! Please. Oh my god, they're doing Gladiator too. Please let him bring back Russell Crowe because he's an absolute head case. Oh, he's a fucking mess these days. That'd be beautiful did you, to see. Did you see the trailer for his new film of the Road Rage? Yeah, looks good. It looks grand. It's- dangerous and i like that yeah. kind of thing i like something that feels uncomfortable yeah. like we have all been there <laughs> where we've been either on a bus i've had it on a bus and there's just someone just losing their shit you're watching them slowly lose their shit because somebody's like, not got their money coming on the bus and they're screaming at the driver I've been that guy. <laughs> yeah, and they're screaming at the driver and there's that one person where the lights are turning out in their eyes that bit of their souls mm-hmm. fucked off and you're like i don't know what you're going to do in the next 10 minutes and then you have the nice love. I've, I've done that. I've, I've been there. Like I literally fucking lost it at the. I think it was like the seventh junkie trying to get on the bus and failing uh, in a row. And I just went, "What the? F- just close the fucking doors and just drive away." And I was just like, "What?" I just fucking got up and started like shouting at them. I was like, "Get this fucking guy out of my bus!" And stuff. And <laughs> my he's just bus. Like, I love that. It's not your bus. Well, I was like. I- like I actually, I actually, I remember it was so fucking funny because like it was some guy trying to help this drunk person onto the bus. It was the one that broke me, right? The drunk person is covered in fucking blood, right? Okay, and I'm like that. What the fuck? And it's going on for like ten minutes and nothing's happening because the guy can't function. So I'm start shouting at the guy who's pushing him onto the bus. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, I'm just trying to be a good person and help out. I'm like, you know where the hospital is? Five minutes up the road. Take him there if you're a good person. <laughs> yes, sack of shit. And just fucking walked yeah. off the bus and like screaming oh at him. Oh, they uh, mind. We've had that so many times, and you're you're watching the per- you the you person in the scenario getting ready to just lose it. 
and then there's always the one person that gives them the money, and I hate them more so than the person losing it. Me, I'm in my own world 99% of the time, so I don't pay attention. I'm just like, do, 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 do. and then that wee person gives them it, and then this is when all hell breaks loose because they sit next to you, and then they you sit next to you, oh, don't they? Every then, then they talk thing. to you, but then you don't know if they're dangerous or not, so you have to do this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. And you're like you're just you're just kind of agreeing and nodding your head, getting along with it, and then they bust out the fucking something. It's either a racist remark or some other shit, and you're just like Hold. No, I am not your pal, I'm not associated yeah. with you, but then they get a bit fucking weird. And then you don't and know how far they're... to take it because I've had it where I got on the bus and I and mm -hmm. I needed to sit down. I had like a long chair and I was like I really need a seat and the only seats were near the back. And you had the, the crowd room at the back. And then you sit down mm. and then they go, mate, mate, got headphones on, music loud enough, you can hear them through them. Mate, aye, where you going? You're like, that's a loaded fucking question. Oh, no. I that don't know how to answer that. Um, home. Aye, right, do you want some? No, thank you. How? Do you know drink? I'm like, oh no, I'm going to get stabbed. This is it. This is where my life ends. And then, because you chose not to have alcohol. Yeah, luckily, one of them ended up saying something to one of the other ones, and then they started infighting. I'm like, oh, thank fuck. Oh, good. They're, they're fighting yeah, amongst themselves. Yeah, headphones back I'm... on, and I just done this out the window and went, right, just cut on your sleeping. And I just lay yeah. like that. I, I turned my music down because got... they fucking tried to mug me, but I was like... Oh, talk to you again. I'm just like... Uh, I called. I got called a cop. That was my favorite one. <laughs> Who says cop? <laughs> he called me a fucking. He says you're a fucking cop. It's <laughs> just like because I was not interested in listening to his pish, and then he just started shouting at me as I'm getting off the bus, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you. I'm from Kelton." I'm like, "Mate, this is the Kelton I'm getting off at. Like, why aren't you getting off? Come on, <laughs> like, you're a cop. Just... We kill cops where I'm from." I just like the idea of a Scottish person calling you a cop. Then you should have just turned around. Are you a cop? Are you a cop? <laughs> No, I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> I'm on a sting. Do you see me on a rooftop? That's all I'm saying. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> fucking Infernal Affairs, man. Remember that movie? Right, go watch I, it. It's fucking class. Go watch The Departed. Um, and tell me if Russell Crowe's movie's good. I need to yes. see it. Okay. I'm not going to the cinema, though. So next week, I'm not too sure what we're doing for next Friday. We'll just have to see. We'll have a discussion. I think we're saying possibly Batman. It was a Batman films, a whole season Batman. of Batman the... films. There's a lot of trash to dig yeah. through. Oh, but then we get the Arnie one. I get my first Arnie film. I get my first Arnie <laughs> film. It's only been six. We're going to skip that one. We're not we're doing Batman and Robin. <laughs> Don't take it away from me. Because right. it's been six we need to. We need to pick four, yeah, though, yeah. right? We need to pick four. Batman, Robin's definite. Yeah, no. Or what will happen is I'll end up just putting the Predator in because if you decide you don't, you're not watching. I'm like, well, we're watching the fucking Predator. Fuck Batman. That's what's happening. Right. I feel like, like if we had to think of a season of them, right. right four. If I could pick four, yeah. I would go. Definitely have to include Batman and Robin because yeah. it's right? so because it's a fucking it's a classic. It is. It's iconic of everything that happened around that film afterwards with the, the director going, yeah, I know that was shit. I don't care. I just... Um, poor yeah. Joel, R.I.P. Um, also, Nolan's Batman. The yeah, first yeah, one, yeah. I, I think. think Batman. Be Batman begins. I think everybody knows so much about the Dark Knight that there's nothing mm. to talk about. 
and then the Dark Knight Rises is just mediocre, which again, not as much to talk mm. about. Batman Begins, most people don't even kind of like it, even though it's yeah. the best one. I I think the best Tim Burton one is uh, Batman Returns. Okay, Batman Returns. I mean, I would I would kind of like to... This is, this is the thing, I can't think which one I'd rather watch is either Tim Burton's Batman or Nolan's uh, Dark Knight. Like, I don't know which one of those right. two would okay. be... Right, so that's what we'll do. I've got it. I've got it locked in. Hmm? We'll do uh, Tim Burton's one. Right. Which uh, one? The, the return one, the one that you talked about. Batman yeah, Returns. Okay, right, okay. We'll do. Then we'll jump onto Schumacher and Batman right. Robin. Nolan. We'll do Batman Begins. Then we'll end on the highest note, the sixties ver movie. Oh yeah. yeah, let's go. That's an actual. That, that's that, a mood. That, like, I haven't done that yeah, one. That's that's a series. I've never seen it, but I know there's a point in it where there's sharks with lasers. I'm pretty sure there's sharks yep, and, with lasers. And it actually, um, the ending uh, of Dark Knight Rises is actually a recreation of the. Yeah. Oh my god, so it is. Because <laughs> he runs, he runs away with the bomb over the pier. Yes. <laughs> and he has the shark repellent spray. And everything. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a trip. So I am down for that. And yes, no. Donna, this is the first army film on ATW. Six months, because technically it was six months yesterday. Is he's not even like tangentially related to any of the films we've seen so no, far. No, I've, I've I've been a, I've been a good boy. I've, I've I've been you know on point. But well, maybe we can have Arnie season next month then. <laughs> oh my god, I've got so many. <laughs> I know I've not. I've already done it because I just have to do the best of the best. Commando. Last action hero. Like, hit the freaking shit notes. No, but if we're going to actually do it, I would do Commando, Predator, T2, and then my last one might be Total Recall. If I've got to go. Total Recall. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So we're not going to touch upon any of these, like, shiters then? Because that's kind of... Uh, my issue with a lot has rubbish films is they're not funny rubbish or anything. They're not like, ha, ah, these... They're yeah, just bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like uh, the the film where they played a guy called Gunther, one of the new ones, like, got to kill Gunther. It's just... Meh. What about Danny DeVito and him <gasps> and twins? That's so good. Oh, there's too many. Like, I think I need to do, like, uh, like multiple series. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> oh, there's just so many. Uh, Simon, do the running man, you cowards. I like I Running love, Man. It's actually I love one of my Running favorites. Running Man's like, "Hey, Christmas tree." <laughs> I don't know why that yeah. that got me every time. I don't know why of him <laughs> just running away from a guy with loads of freaking LED lights on him. I just love that how 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 many sci-fi films have copied every part from that yeah. film. Like, like even like your stuff. Like, um, what's it called again? The Mockingbird oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. all Hunger that Games. stuff. Hunger Games. That's it's, what the first one was called. Yeah, Hunger Games. It's basically this because everybody goes, "Oh, Hunger Games copied Battle Royale window, Battle Royale, and stuff copied Running Man because it was the same fucking concept." Already yep. did it first. I mean, like not necessarily. I think that bit... there was no real TV show and stuff. Like but... Battle Royale is more just about a school system going corrupt yeah. and like, oh, well, I mean, trying to fix the youth of today. Like, was the main issue of it? Because uh, yeah. again, Terminator Two because it's an absolute classic, but. Terminator is always a nice, interesting one because it's a forgotten Terminator film. It's really good. I think it's it shows a different side of Arnie, yeah. which is really good and actually terrifying. Oh, because his, his presence of that gigantic man is something else. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones from that time. Oh my god, Junior. 
There's a bad. There's right. a bad one. That's a good laugh. Junior is crazy. Junior and twins are probably ones I would. I would like to at least approach something that wasn't just these action movies, just so we can have a bit of a okay. a flavor okay. to the situation. Okay. Mm. As long as Predator's in there, I am golden. So I can. Fair enough. To be fair, the Predator episode, you don't have to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I can just I'll have just like a, a I'll just get still yeah, image. Just a picture there. It's just a, it's just, a, like, here. just a gif of you doing this. <laughs> oh, um, have you watched anything interesting this week to get you back out of your still image? Anything else that you've watched this week that you would like to discuss before we call it a day? Have I? No, not really. Um... I was, I was trying to think of any other news, but the only thing that really pissed me off was the sign of that Resident Evil TV show. Um, yeah. Like, really? It's got to be rubbish. Like, it's going to be shite. Like, the fact of the matter is they've already said that it's going to be called New Raccoon City, as if they're just doing the same fucking thing, but like 20 years later, and, will, 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 and they're the kids of Wesker, and, it'll be the exact and I'm like... Same. It'll be the same felt. It's just going to be the exact same thing. Why not just make a chronicle series that follows the events of Raccoon City from different people's perspectives, getting to the point where eventually the city is destroyed and that's the end of your show. The yeah. end. Like, that's it. Just follow some characters, have it set in the Resident Evil universe. They don't need to be main characters, but just let them do their thing. Like, uh, Outbreak Files. Yes. Like, those games. That's all I wanted. Yeah, that'd be cool. But instead, so that they deliver a pile of shit. Like, fuck yes. you. Um, I watched Jim and Andy. The Jim Carrey documentary about him playing. Fuck's sake! Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy Kaufman. Yes. My yes. name? Yeah. The the comedian. Stand up yeah. comedian. That was brilliant. There was a different side of Jim Carrey, and it was mm. really, it was actually really interesting. Listening to his events, and I watched the Truman Show for the first time today. Oh, okay. I've I've seen that before. That was that's a I good film. Um, I didn't realize how good this, that film was. I was like, wow, this is. It's, it's odd because like there are like maybe three or four Jim Carrey movies within that sort of like um, period that are just quite really deep mm -hmm. and quite like intense to watch, yeah. and then you forget about them because he's just like, yeah. <laughs> like in every other movie he's yeah, in. It, so. it, it, Jim Carrey is like Robin Williams that way that you forget that he can act. But... You forget that he can twelve-hour photo you just out of nowhere. <laughs> nope, no, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, 12 hour is it one hour photo? I can't remember. Fucking, I, I get the name. Because it's like that, that was a thing, like a photo booth in America. You go up, get your thing, yeah. and then go away. So, next week, we start Batman. That's going to be a good laugh. I am excited. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Which one are we doing first? I don't know yet. But we'll decide as we go. I want to leave the 60s one last. That needs to be the, that needs to that, be the just, finale. Shit. Uh, yeah, we'll do, we'll start with the, the the we'll do it chronologically. We'll just reach it chronologically. Actually, no, because that doesn't we'll make do sense. We're going the wrong way. Backwards chronological. No one first. Well, you know, that kind of works because it means we go good, bad, good. Could be the best film ever made. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay, right. and deep dive. Don't know what's happening because you're going to pick something that I'm going to despise, and I'm. Exciting. Oh, I can't! I can't really decide if it's going to be a Lars von Trier movie or a David Lynch film. Knew, that's just so I fucking. Knew like, you were going to bring up Lynch. I knew it. I felt. I said it, it to Donna. To be... I was like, I bet you he does something with David Lynch. I fucking bet you he does. It's it's it has to be one of the two because it needs to be something that 
I can enjoy for the sheer fuckery of it, whereas I don't know if you even get past the first ten minutes of certain ones. So it's got to be nice. You're going to get angry, Chris. You're going to get wound up, Chris. You don't get that very often. Man, maybe I should just go straight to Inland Empire and see how your your body handles such a fuckery of a film. Like that is that's a mess. Like, that I, is I feel a mess. like that might be the first time ever that we'll start talking and then I just walk off and don't come back <laughs> yeah, but the thing is you need to watch it that's yeah. the thing i need to because like it's going to be hard for you to watch it because it is such a fuck okay. Like, uh... okay right. so if through the weekend let me know what it is and i'll get my ways to find the film okay, okay. i'll just give you my dvd collection <laughs> like, yeah. here you go. watch all of these <laughs> and let your mind just melt out your face yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so okay so everyone it is always a pleasure we've been always the worst and we'll catch you next time Bye. Bye.